Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want to support the show, visit us at patreon.com. And for as little as $1 a month, you can become a patron. Or you can buy cool Lorehammer products like shirts, coffee mugs, and dice bags at www.redbubble.com. Don't want to spend any money? Well, you can help out the show by giving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also hop on over to Facebook and like our page. And feel free to send us a message. It's the only enjoyment Mark gets out of his miserable life. Welcome to Lorehammer, episode 42, Crossing the Void. Hello and welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Hey boys. Hi. That's Mark. Joining us today we have Rio. Hey guys. How you doing? Good. 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 Thanks Good. for ha- thanks for having me back. Good to have you back. When was the last one you were on? Uh, it's always Tal. I think it I think it was. I think yeah. it was Tal. Oh Weaver. no, actually no, it was the uh, the alien species, the extended aliens. That must have been a while ago. Has it been that long? It's been a while. Oh, that sounds bullshit. It's been a minute, hey? Yeah. Yeah. We have done a lot of Tau recently, and it has been bullshit. I'll tell you that. It has been a lot of bullshit. It's been so much Tau. Uh, Also joining (laughs) us today is James. Hi. My duties are undefined here. (laughs) Undefined. Let's let's explore that. I don't know what that means. Yeah, like, what am I here for? I don't know. (laughs) Um, But this is our first episode recording where Jordan is not officially with us so everyone pour one out for your boy shed a tear for our man and, and uh, uh swiftly move on because we don't give a shit <laughs> all right oh my god um, i'm listening to this <laughs> i know he is <laughs> jordan if you're listening please come back took me a too long to work on technology i've been uh doing instagram live and people jump on and yep. jordan's come on a couple times and like hey jordan and just signs off right away makes sense yeah why would he ever it. want to talk to no us? I, I like to think he misclicked on it <laughs> and joined that that fingered up. Yeah. yeah um but yeah we uh recently bought a laptop yep with the donations from our patreons our patrons as it were patronettes mm-hmm. No, no girls are no. contributing to <laughs> no. this. And if they are, it's actually their boyfriend contributing exactly. just in their name. Just like how I pay my wife's food bill and stuff. Yeah. I Your don't wife know. has a food bill? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's actually she's like a, an invoice? She's like, allowed. I ate this many crackers. Yeah, she's allowed a certain amount of food. Can't let her get chubby. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Anyways, uh, we were able to buy a laptop. Thank you to everyone who contributed. Um, what we also had to do was buy recording software. So altogether, like I think we spent close to nine hundred dollars in total. Plus, it almost broke Eric emotionally, mentally. Yeah, little before this, I was <laughs> a couple seconds away from having a little bit of a meltdown. But hey, you know what? All's well that ends well in the world of Lorehammer. Um, but we did have after our pleas for patrons we had like some awesome people join so we just want to thank some uh our newest patrons are adam michael Michael. oh sorry did you want to say i thought we were gonna do one and one sure you know what let's do it because i also want to show my appreciation let's do it show your appreciation undefined james yeah undefined james well i don't have the link here Uh, but thanks gary (laughs) gray (laughs) 
Gray Gary. That's what I like to and call then, him. And uh, Rio, if you could just thank the next person on the list. Uh, we'd like to thank Bill Bigsby. Yes. <laughs> Bill Bigsby actually uh, is, a, is a person that is dear to us. Um, but also dead to me. Also, well, he, he might be dead. Is he dead? <laughs> I, I don't know. But all I know is he can't go back to prison. <laughs> that's, that's all I know about Bill Bigsby. Bill is actually Rio. It was one of Rio's characters in our game. So thank mm-hmm. you, Rio, for supporting is us. Is that why we had him on this episode? That is why. He paid to be here. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, How else do you get So to- this is the precedent going forward that each new Patreon you're going to fly here and then have <laughs> on the here. podcast. Well, hey, Fall expense paid trip. <laughs> if we ever get a donation for $10,000, we will pay for you to come here. We will, you can we sleep will in uh, Mark's bed. No, we'll put you up in a hotel for a couple <laughs> no, of days. No, no, no. no you sleep, sleep in bed. Mark's bed. No. <laughs> that's, we're that's what you we're get. flying you out here. We're putting you up in a hotel. We will rent a car for you. We'll pay for your gas. We'll pay for your meals. None of that's going to matter because they're just going to spend the entire <laughs> week in my bed. We'll buy you a t-shirt. We'll buy you a hoodie. All you got to do is donate $10,000. One one, I would one time. I would one recommend time. Do, if you're gonna do that, do it in the summer because it's it's well, real don't cold do it in here. The goddamn winter. Right? It's real sure. cold here, so I'm don't do it now. Pretty sure it's like almost negative forty. It feels Celsius, like 40. which is also negative forty Fahrenheit. Oh, it's for all you, all you, all <laughs> you. Science is filthy. <laughs> but there's one more person we need to thank, uh, who goes by the name of Scat Bukaki. And seriously, like, legitimately, that is the name that appeared on our Patreon alert. So, he had horrible parents if they named him that. Freaking hippie parents. No, that's not even hippie parents. I don't even know what that is. But anyways, thank you, everyone. parents yeah. Especially Gray, because I screwed up Gray. your name. Yeah, especially Gray. How dare you do that to him? Thank you to everyone who has contributed to us. Uh, we couldn't, we literally, at this point, could not have done this without you. Before, like, everyone says that, like, oh, we couldn't do it without you. But now, at this point, you've actually funded funded us. So, thank you, everyone. We could have done it. We could have done it, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, now um, I have a little joke for everyone that I would Brace like yourselves. Share. And these are always such good jokes. We <laughs> all fantastic. laugh and laugh. Okay. <laughs> you can leave. Uh, an Inquisitor was training three guardsmen to be his potential acolytes. Acadian. A Mordian and a Krieger, but I don't like Krieger. I'm assuming it's like a Kriegsman. Kriegsman, that's like what Freddy. I said. Yeah, nope, <laughs> not Freddy. Uh, no Krieger, like Senpai from Archer. Oh no! <laughs> On their final day of training, he brought them in front of three different door- doors and handed them an auto pistol each. He told them, "Beyond these doors are your wives, blindfolded and tied to a chair. To prove your loyalty to me and the Emperor, you must shoot them." The Cadian said, are you mad? I would never murder my own wife and refused to enter the room. The Mordian entered his room and after a few minutes left it saying, no, I can't do this. I just can't. Finally, it was the Kriegsman's turn. He enters the room and returns about a half hour later. He turns to the Inquisitor and says, the bullets were all blanks. So I had to beat her to death with a chair leg. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my god. <laughs> so that's a pretty terrible joke. Uh, except that Kriegsmen don't have wives. Oh yeah, aren't they Vatborn? Yeah. yeah. There's, uh, there's This joke is full of potholes. Oh, it's yeah. Well, is it though? Maybe anyway. he just had a romantic relationship with another one of his Vat brothers. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? 
whatever helps spur camaraderie, right? Like, um, but let's uh, let's dive in today's episodes. Today is our forty-second episode, which is a lot. Forty-two episodes, I think. Seven we released what seven Tau RPG episodes. Some, there's and, like, some Seven bonus episodes. So wow, it was, a, it was a couple hours for you guys to listen to. But, but it's never enough. Of course, God not. We just get emails every day. When are you going to do this episode? When are you going to do this episode? We're going to talk about <laughs> combat blades <laughs> specifically. <laughs> no, We've never gotten that. Uh, but le- today we are talking about um, space travel in 40k or crossing the void, as it were. Yeah. And uh, we're going to go through like the major races that um, exist on tabletop for 40k, and we're going to talk about what it takes for them to traverse the galaxy if they even can most races have kind of two types of travel you got like your system to system travel and then you got kind of like your planet to planet travel and usually those two types of things require different like different technology Hmm. um yeah so we're going to talk about that um the the one thing i really enjoyed when doing this is learning about each one of them and how it's not like Star Wars or Star Trek where every race uses the same thing. Like Star Wars, everyone uses hyperdrives. Star Trek, everyone uses warp drives. Each race has its own. Star Trek's have warp drives? That's yeah. what they call it. It's not actually. They like, create a warp field. Yeah. It's different. A little different, but they all have warp do they, drives. Do they travel in the warp? No. No. <laughs> no. They are is there warped. a warp in Star Trek? That's all I, I think the warp is spreading. It's spreading <laughs> to other universes. Before long, Star Wars will be like, what is this crazy thing that's just like random crabs coming at him? <laughs> the force is the warp. Oh, oh my God. Because it resides in everything. You know? But yeah, okay, it's there it pretty neat to see like how each one kind of has their own way of doing it. And, mm-hmm. and they are extremely unique. Yeah, too, some of them which are. Which is very nice. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it gives a lot of flavor. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be interesting to discuss at the end which ones are the most effective. Yeah, it's uh, based on all the scientific research. Of course, exactly. On the, yeah. Yeah. For sure, we have pages analysis. and pages of yeah. numbers. That right, we'll, we'll run some. We'll run some experiments, some and simulations. we'll do some math. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do some calculus. By the end of this uh, podcast, it'll, all the simulations will be done. So, <laughs> and hey, bada boom, bada boom. It's that new computer we got. It's really fast. It can run those <laughs> simulations super quick. Oh, it's not that bad. <laughs> Anyways. It's about seven hundred dollars fast. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about our very first race, which is uh, Necrodudes. So, like, we've done a bunch of Tau stuff, and now this is your chance to show, shine the spotlight back on your uh, Necron. Well, you literally like picked the worst episode to highlight Tau. <laughs> yeah. Every episode is the worst. No, no, like tau? the this is the worst topic. Oh, to highlight. Oh, tau. yes, yes. It's like, oh, let's talk about how fast Tau are at traversing the galaxy. <laughs> Spoiler alert. They're not. Oh. Anyways, let's talk about Necron first. So much for their advanced technology. <laughs> Punch yeah. of idiots. Punch of morons. <laughs> Um, so we kind of broke the Necron's ability to travel in like three ways. And the first one we're going to talk about is Dolmen Gates. Uh, wow. Could you please put your phone on silent? James? Oh my God. That I is so rude. I thought Whoever it went without that. saying. Why are you Who texting Aaron's mother? <laughs> she sent me something I had to respond immediately to. <laughs> 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 oh 
so it's dull, dull men gates. I might have to leave for a few minutes, guys. Take care of something. <laughs> oh Dolmen gates. Uh, Dolmen gates are a Necron's way of breaking a hole into the webway. Um, they were... They, oh, these portals allow the Necron to access pathways through the galaxy once given to the, to the Eldar. So the Eldar were, like, the main holders of the webway, and the Necron were able to, like, drill into these tunnels and able to access the webway. Yeah. Because normally webways, you have, I would imagine you have to have psychic powers to open a webway gate. Necron don't have it, so they need a different way to get into it. Not only that, but you have to like go to a webway gate if you're unable to yeah, create where, a webway yeah, gate. Yeah, know where it's at and stuff. And yeah. yeah. So, anytime these dolmen gates breach the walls of the webway, it seeks to repair itself as if it's under attack. So the Necron have to be extremely quick to escape the webway before it seals the uh, seals back up again. Yeah. So it just like kind of adds a dangerous aspect to yeah. using the these gates for Necron. It's just the fact that there's risk involved. Hmm. So, it's one of the reasons why these aren't great. Um, these Dolmen Gates were originally used by the Burning One, who was a Satan at the time of the War in Heaven. Uh, so he actually, it was like his dream or whatever to lead the Necron into the webway to destroy the Eldar. Because that was one of the last bastions they had against the Necron after the Necron were kind of scourging the galaxy. Hmm. Is, was They had like the safety of the webway, and then this guy came along and was like, nah, dog, we can get in there. We can get in there. <laughs> Just the- raw dog. <laughs> That's not how it's going It's for. a translation. Yes. <laughs> From binary to... Uh, to- they don't speak binary. <laughs> yeah, they do. I'm pretty sure, right? Oh one, one, zero, zero. Yeah, they're robots. Yeah, uh, they would have to. It's so no other way. This was the Satan. He's called the Burning One, and his... He was the first one to like either make or use the Dolmen Gates. That one was a little tough to find out. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but the bad thing is that most of the Dolmen Gates are actually missing or destroyed at this point. Yeah. So they are an extremely rare thing for a Necron to have. But not only that, they're dangerous to use just because... Um, you get trapped in the webway. Yeah, you get trapped in the webway because the webway hmm. will try to fix the hole in its side <laughs> skin uh-huh. yeah i'm trying to picture how these things work so is it like a big a big portal or is it a big physical uh, gate makes, that- yeah it makes me think of like stargate atlantis and mm-hmm. how they have like that portal that like people walk through i've never even fucking seen the show okay so it's an actual oh structure <laughs> i'd imagine yeah it would be it ha- interesting like, it, because, because the necron aren't psychic yeah well and- okay, okay here's my question if they died in the webway would they get transported back I'd say probably not. They're like in a different They're, dimension. It's a different dimension. Yeah. So if you wanted to kill Macron permanently, you lure them into the webway. Yeah, yeah. Maybe with candy. Of yeah. Course. What else would they? What a <laughs> binary speaking robot want? <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe they can't phase out once they're in there, just because it's a different. Now Necron, and we're gonna get to this later. Like they are familiar with like other dimensions, and like traveling to them. But I think this is just. The webway isn't just another dimension. It's also like a psychically tuned thing. And the Necrons have never been able to manufacture something yeah. like capable of replicating like access to the webway, which is why they, like, they're, they're not creating more dolmen gates. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah and and um, I think, yeah, it is like a static thing. Like it actually mm. is like a giant gate just because it's able to be destroyed or lost. So it's not just like, 
if it was like uh, somebody with like a power to create it, you can't really lose that. Right. Because yeah, like, you just take that person with oh, you. Oh, okay. Or, okay. Yeah. or you could replicate you that power. Yeah. Mm. So they're not building new ones. They're no. just using existing ones. Yeah. Built by Satan? Yeah. It, e- yeah. Either the Satan built them or the Satan were the first to show the Necron how to use them. Yeah. That's a little unclear. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It just rips a hole in the webway. 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 Yeah. Web-way. And the, the webway does have like naturally occurring exits and like flows to itself. Yeah. So then you just, they would just go and shoot out another end of the webway. And, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. a, like a one way ticket. You know, you can't enter back yeah. into that thing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's one way that Necron used to travel across the galaxy. But uh, I don't understand why they use it. Why not? When they have inertialist drives. Mm which effectively allow them to teleport. Yeah. Ah. So let's talk about inertialist drives. All Necron Void ships use this. Uh, and basically what it does is it reduces the mass of your ship while preserving the power of thrust. Uh, these ships also use stasis for their passengers. Which doesn't make sense. No. But basically you can take <laughs> yeah. like a billion pound starship and make it essentially weightless as light as a feather. And then if you even flick it, it fucking flies, yeah. right? So then you attach a huge fucking engine on it, and you capable can, of producing like megatons worth of thrust. Yeah. And now you're really cooking with science. Yeah. So an inertialist drive that the Necrons have effectively allow them to travel at much faster than light speed. Yeah, and in, safely in too. Complete safety. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. this isn't using the warp. No. Right. No. This is pure thing. technology. Yeah. Pure science. What would happen if you hit something though? You'd have to make sure you don't run into anything. Oh on yeah. The way. It, it would be like uh, Star Wars, like when they do their hyperdrive. Yeah, yeah. Navigate, like you gotta like, calculate it because you're still turns. existing in space. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. So if you ran into something, you'd <laughs> rip your ship in half. Yeah. So there is maybe. I guess that is some risk. Yeah. To it. Well, yeah. okay, so they no longer can teleport, but they just make a bunch of tiny jumps. But another thing is because mm-hmm. they're inertialist, there's no such thing as momentum. So you can go one way and flip around and turn the other at zero cost. And you, Interesting. you go the same speed. So, like, sure, they might have to course correct and turn. Right, but that but wouldn't even no, be a big deal. No, it's not. That's interesting. Yeah. That's actually a really cool way of doing space travel. It's very different than other methods proposed in, like, any other universe yeah, I've heard yeah. of. There's a lot of unique ones. Yeah, but the another thing about this is that, like, all Necron ships use stasis. Yeah. It's, like, something that they're really known for is, like, these massive crypts on their ships that, like, Necrons sleep in. But it doesn't really make much sense. Like, what's the need for sending things in, like, their warriors into stasis when they have the ability to move as quickly as these inertialist drives give? Yeah. Well, well, technically, even if you're moving at the speed of light, much it still, ta- it still takes a while to get across the universe, right? Because yeah. doesn't it still take light hundreds and hundreds of years yeah. to get across the but are, but yeah. galaxy like, anyway? I mean, basically immortal... They okay. That's another thing. They are immortal. Sure. They can repair themselves. Yeah. Like <laughs> maybe they get bored easily, and they're yeah. just like, they, I don't want to sit in this spent, ship so. for so long. It definitely could be that, right? It's like, um, you know, like in Star Wars, like those uh, things that go crashing on Naboo, and they're like having, they just have like row upon row hmm. of um, those uh, strike robots. Copy strike. <laughs> What are those uh, robots called? Droid the cars. Roger, roger. 
No. Battle droids. Those are just battle droids? Sure, why not? Who cares what they call it? <laughs> fucking but in that, like, that's the image <laughs> I kind of get when I think of, like, Necron sure. being in stasis, just tightly packed in mm. to, like, these small areas. Right, right, right. And I think it's, like, less of... There's no need for them to go into actual stasis. I think it's just, like, a packing and moving thing. Instead mm. of having... Sure, you need less space to uh, yeah. store all your warriors. Instead of having hundreds of thousands of Necrons just constantly, like, standing <laughs> milling around, like, looking at each other, <laughs> they're just packed tightly and tightly in. And and then at that same time, they just are like, well, there's no reason for you to be powered up, so power down. Yeah. Yeah. So right. it's not stasis because they need to, like, preserve life or anything. Mm, yeah. It, for me, it's merely a packing. Sure. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're robots. They don't need leisure <laughs> no um there might be an out of universe explanation as well for the last couple editions uh there's been speculation that this inertialist drive didn't even exist so this is a throwback from uh necron before they became the necron they are today like there's like the two two sides of the necron where they're all soulless warriors controlled by the satan and then they did that huge fluff change where now they're kind of, they got their lords with personality and they actually control the Satan. So we didn't hear anything about this inertialist drive for 6th edition or 5th edition, 6th edition, 7th edition. And uh, recently they've come out with a couple games like Battlefield, Battlefield Gothic, Battlefield, Battlefield Gothic, Gothic. Gothic, yeah, yeah mm. where they actually mention this again. So it, they actually do have this technology. There's a couple other resources out there too. What do you mean Battlefield? This. The second one, that one the that just came one. out? Yeah. Okay. Um, there's a couple other references that have come out like just super recently. So before this, the they introduced like the Necron. Uh, having these giant spaceships that were super slow and they were, that's they where, were tomb ships yeah and that's <laughs> where they needed the stasis from because they didn't have this super quick teleporting technology they literally just had to float across the galaxy so they needed the stasis yeah but, just for preserve systems and stuff. but now that the inertialist drive is for sure back but they never removed the stasis tombs it's kind of one of those things where mm. take your pick wow you don't take your pick. You yeah. take you take both of them. No, it could be that some Necron ships don't have these inertialist drives. Yeah, it might even be a though rare they resource. Say they all do yeah, whatever, but, but yeah. Well, what do they know? These are all. This is all just inf- information the Imperium, the Imperium has. So maybe yeah. like maybe some Joe thought they had an inertialist drives and they don't. It could be. You know, they what? could easily so retcon much. it that way. So. Oh my god. No, don't I, give them the freedom. I have, to. <laughs> I've solved all of Games Workshop's <laughs> riddles. Really. <laughs> All of them. Uh, all of them. <laughs> there is another way that Necron travels through the galaxy, and this is in the use of wormholes. Uh, so the interesting thing here is that with monoliths and night size, uh, if you're a Necron player, you know these before, but I'll just describe it to you. Um, a Necron army on the tabletop, you can place warriors or immortals outside of the board, and then a, non- a monolith or a night strike can effectively deep strike these guys in as like it, they function like a transport, but the Necron are never actually in the transport. Yeah, they're, they're described they're as being potentially even. Yeah, exactly. Right, and huh. so I just figured like, oh, they had some kind of like, you know, short range teleportation technology, until I found out how they actually work. Um, so what happens is night size and monoliths actually 
carry wormholes inside of them. Makes sense. And then, yeah, and they use these dimensional corridors created by these wormholes that they carry to instantly transport troops from off-world. So this is like Necron technology at like a cool pinnacle moment is that Necron have like effectively mastered dimensional travel through wormholes. And moving wormholes as well. Yeah, well, yeah. The Night Scythe literally has a wormhole, like a captive wormhole, science inside wow. of its ship, and then it just it'll allow the wormhole to open, and then the the warriors just come like streaming down from it. So yeah. how how far of a distance can they use this thing? I mean, it's a wormhole. It can stretch like galaxies. Really? Yeah. Potentially. Sure. That's insane. Yeah. Um, the only con to using this though is. You have to already have a Necron at the location. Mm-hmm. So a Necron ship. Yeah, exactly. You have to have the monolith or the Night Scythe already there. So you but have the- to th- get it there. Theoretically, uh, so they could just fire these things off to planets and just like, oh, we'll invade that in a hundred years when it gets there, and then yeah, yeah absolutely, just yeah, start they pouring have more, out more wormhole that just yeah. And then when they're done, maybe everyone can go back in the wormhole. Like, there's no wow. tabletop rule that yeah. says that's okay. But but they would have night sights at their original location that they came from, which yeah. would open a wormhole there, and well, then they're just... Well, it's all about, like, can you, like... A wormhole is, like, has to have two ends to function, right? Mm-hmm. There has yeah. to be the black and the white hole. So Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I like to refer to them as back and front hole, personally. <laughs> but. but yeah, so it, it's it's a question the of no can fly they, zone like, hole are they able one? to are they able to just create like the entrances to these wormholes like wherever they are and then so it's kind of cool. Yeah, but, it's wild. But it's, they do use wild, yeah. well, wormholes. you could you could just imagine it as like there's a there's a what is your the big pyramid thing monolith monolith sorry there's a monolith on both ends and they just run into it on one side and come yeah, out the other one. It could be it very well just hmm. could be that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, do you think a monolith can enter its own wormhole? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> just implode itself. <laughs> oh, come out as just a hunk of metal on the other side. How how safe is Rebuild this motor? Because it's not safe. using the warp, right? No, it's just no. bending it's, real space time, yeah. right? Super yeah. safe. Yeah. Almost everything, like if it's regular technology, the Necron have mastered it. Yeah. yeah like their their technology is so crazy that it's considered like magic. Yeah. Like you. Well, yeah, it breaks physics. It yeah, exactly. doesn't even make any sense. Well, yeah. the thing is, it doesn't. It almost is the most science fictiony of all the things that happen in yeah. 40k because mm-hmm. it seems to be like, oh, we're using wormholes. That's, it's not necessarily established science now, but it's like things we talk about yeah. in real science now. So yeah. I feel it's, like they try and made those like they just mastered these things. Yeah. In real yeah. science, it's things we like theoretically like to believe that are possible, yeah. but that these guys have actually made possible. Yeah. But they were like. Necron are also known for like bending reality and reshaping it to their will, hmm. which is just even though it's complete science to them, like there's no magic involved at all, yeah. there's no risk, it's just math and numbers and physics. And anyways, ones and zeros, <laughs> oh my <God>. zeros <laughs> and ones. Uh, and there's one final thing we want to talk about with Necrons, and that is uh, death marks and flayed ones. Yeah, so death marks uh, are known to open up pocket dimensions and hide in them and then during a battle they come out of these pocket dimensions and like start shooting up everything yeah in a even though like they've been watching this battle the whole time you just had no idea you were there because they existed outside of yeah. reality yeah but for these guys they they have to be at the location to open up that pocket dimension to go into it but there's another unit called flay flayed ones that also use pocket dimensions 
except these ones don't have to be in that location. They literally can open up pocket dimensions from their home world. Do you remember what it's called? I don't know, but it is. They it's do not have really a home, home world, world but it, they have like what is considered like a, a, a yeah like one dynasty. Yeah, exactly. They open up that, and then they can appear anywhere in the galaxy that Necron are. So maybe even they're coming through like somehow they connect to like the uh, death marked. Deathmark's pocket dimensions. Yeah, the, the, those two different like pockets of reality could conceivably yeah. be related. A, a lot of this is like a, Games Workshop does not tell you exactly how it happens because yeah. you can't really say how it happens. Like, yeah, yeah, because any kind of like science they try to bring to bear will just like will sound ridiculous. Uh, exactly. Right. Yeah. But so it's kind of it's kind of better that they leave that unknown element of it, so you yeah. have to speculate. But yeah. Yeah, so Necron are capable of, like, creating pocket dimensions, going in there and hiding. They can see, like, the real world around them, yeah. but they don't exist. They're like yeah. Frodo in the ring. <laughs> yeah. Well, not really, because Frodo you could interact with while oh, he's yeah, invisible. Oh, yeah, I guess. Whereas these guys, oh your eyes, like oh. these guys, you could slip right through them and you would never know yeah. they're there because they're not. They yeah. exist somewhere else. There's yeah. another movie reference I'm sure I could make to Probably. make that. Matrix. But the flayed ones. <laughs> God. The flayed ones are actually capable of traveling the galaxy, teleporting yeah. within these dimensions. Yeah. So. But for all we know, they open up a pocket dimension and literally start walking. Yeah. Across the galaxy Who and knows? it takes some. <laughs> 50 million years. <laughs> 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 that's crazy, though. Who knows, man? Yeah. It's wild. So, yeah, that's kind of how they uh, get around the Necron. They they have uh, also just, like, regular, like, engines as well that, you know, once they get into a system, they use a regular engine to kind of, you know, orbit a planet or But it's whatever. all energy. It's all energy, you know, yeah. Not, it's not combustion, not yeah. Fossil fuels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not fossil fuels, for sure. <laughs> but I don't know if they ever really do tell say about, like what kind of energy it actually is, how they go about doing it. So they just do it. It's just Gauss. Gauss. Gauss energy. Gauss. All right, let's talk about the Eldar and the Dark Eldar because they function very similar to one another. Um, so obviously the big thing you've heard us mention many times is the Eldar and the Dark Eldar use the webway. Um, We've, we've gone into the webway so many times. <laughs> so the warp and the webway and there's tunnels, but the webway is a safe corridor through the warp created by the old ones and is primarily used by the Eldar. This method of transportation is the primary method for the Eldar. Yeah, so like yeah. this is the one, like the way they get around yeah. systems. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think you were, you were saying before, like why would the Necron ever go into the webway? Maybe they were pursuing Eldar. Because yeah. like the elder are like basically the ones who use the webway, and yeah. if they run into that every time they see Necron, which they might, the Necron also just have a hatred for the Eldar, right? So they might just specifically want to go after them. Yeah. yeah, but then that could lead to their doom because they can't necessarily phase back. Dun, 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 dun. We don't How, know about that. What is the That's strength? Not proven. What's the strength of their hatred? Seventy-four. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, we, we've done episodes. If you have any specific questions about like how the webway works, uh, let us know. We'll send you a link to an episode that we've already done. Or we'll just answer it. We'll just answer it. Like we, we talked about it so many times. Yeah. Um, but the one thing we haven't really talked about is how the elder move from planet to planet once they're already in the system and that they use solar sails. So, uh, there's kind of two theories around how solar sails work. Um, we're going to start with the one that is less likely. The anti-gravity theory. Okay, so the anti-grav tech of the Eldar allows them to push off the gravity of large space bodies such as stars and planets. So if, if you think about like 
um, something that's floating like right above the surface of a planet, like a like a the Atreus, like Astreus. I don't know, like the new Primaris vehicles, right? They like they float off the ground because they. Why go, not say an Eldar vehicle? Sure, because we're using Eldar. Sure, let's do an Eldar vehicle. <laughs> I was looking at James. He Eldar. plays the Primaris. I don't know why you're like bring up that random thing I didn't, well, you could just say the repulsor which is like no, a much easier word wave serpents so when you think of like what those do um, like they hover above ground because they're pushing off the gravity of the planet like they, yeah. they literally like they make the gravity like a, a physical force and they are able to push themselves off of it exactly so it, it works it works. It just works. <laughs> Science. But what they've done is that they've made that on a massive scale. Yeah, where they literally will use a sun's gravity and push off that. Because the sun's gravity is crazy. Like, think about Earth. We're, we're like orbiting the sun because of its gravity. It has that much pull. Mm-hmm. Or push. Pull. Push? But what about... Suck. I mean, there's so much space between solar systems, though. And that's why this only works with, we believe, within a solar system. Mm, yeah, and then and the anytime farther, they want to move, yeah. they would just use the webway. Yeah. Right. And the farther you get away from the sun, the, the less like push you'll be able to yeah. get. And also, like if you're trying to go towards the sun or like turn, your, turn yourself around and stuff, it kind of gets awkward because... Like to go left and right, there's nothing really to push off of, you know? Right. Yeah, you, you might have to, have to use like other bodies within the system yeah. to like angle yourself. Yeah. So that's kind of like our understanding of this anti gravity. Yeah. So that's the less likely theory. The more likely theory, and this is kind of like, I'm doing air quotes, like how real life solar sails would work. Um, and it's the radiation theory. So the elder ships literally have these giant, they're essentially sails. Like it looks like they have giant sails. And uh, it like functions. Like Treasure Planet. Yeah. Oh, nice. And uh, this functions as a typical solar sail fashion using the solar radiation to power its engines. Regardless of the function, the problem is the same. The further away you are from the sun, the, the less energy you're able to get. And if so, you're like behind a planet, then you're like kind of boned. Yeah, yeah. you might like. So, you hope you have enough energy stored up in your stuff so you can get it. So. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think it, the. the the radiation literally pushes. It's not so much that it gathers the engines or it gathers, gathers energy to power engines. It literally... Yeah, but wouldn't that mean as soon as you are like outside of like sunlight yeah. or radiation, you can't move at all? But, well, in space, you still have momentum, right? Unlimited moment, momentum. Sure, so like you might have momentum to crash you into an asteroid and they have they, no corrective they, measures? They still do have corrective measures. Like they'll have thrusters or whatever. But, mm. Yeah. It doesn't seem very good. Yeah, it do- it really doesn't. Especially compared to inertialess drive. Yeah. Yeah. But even compared to like human stuff, it's not good. Yeah. It's green. It's no. green energy. No one gives a shit about that. <laughs> oh yeah? Yes. You never heard of the Green New Deal? Lots of people give shits about the Green New Deal. Don't worry about it. Oh, that's Some not, people yeah. won't get it. Others won't. I don't get it. That's fine. It's that's okay. A- AOC? Let's never say that though. <laughs> I don't call Eric whatever the initials of his <laughs> fucking name is. People say AOC are fucked. Oh, Eric is trying to time to move on. Alrighty. <laughs> some, some American politics that's American like green energy. That's all no I'm saying. No one in 40k. The Eldar. <laughs> if anyone were to, though, it would be the Eldar. Yeah. <laughs> they seem like they'd be like, they I want to protect this this environment that I'm in. <laughs> that makes the most sense. Yeah. If 
like the humans don't give a damn they'll they'll like exterminate us the crap out of anything they want to but like the elder would be like oh i want to make this garden so beautiful oh, <laughs> wearing that little beaded necklace yeah. and stuff naked probably yeah just oh my seashell God. necklace oh, oh boy. yeah oh, so boy. they use solar sails um elder also have warp drives and we'll talk a lot more about this at the end of the episode but the Eldars use the warp drive as like a last resort. The main reason being they don't have Geller fields, and yeah. we'll talk more about that. Yeah. What that, that is will become very clear at yeah. the end. Hmm. But uh, but yeah. This, yeah, that's a last resort for them. Yeah, they will never use that unless they absolutely have. Yeah, to. like their solar sails are wrecked. They can't get access to a webway. Like all their psychers are dead. Yeah. So that means all the Eldar are dead. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I like this future yeah, you've yeah. created. There are no Eldar. <laughs> all right. Next. Uh, let's talk about the Tau. Oh, nice. This, this, is, is, a this is the best big race topic. Ever. Big topic right here. <laughs> Super important. Lots of innovations mm-hmm. within this one. Mm-hmm. It's because they're smarter than everyone else. All that technology they got. Yep. Oh, they're better at tabletop, too, than everybody else. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. okay. You want to play again, Mark? <laughs> oh, yeah, buddy. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. The Tau fleet is called the Core Vatra and is crewed only by the Core or the Aircast. Kind of makes sense. Uh, they have... Well, this is like an older uh, engine that they had. They still use this They engine. still use it, but it's yeah. not... It, it's, it comes from a much earlier time, so yeah. probably like 500 years ago. <laughs> right? Yeah. No. Uh, so this is called the Gravitic Drive, um, and this is actually probably one of my favorite ones. Very, very unique. The system works by placing a gravity field ahead of the ship, which then pulls the ship forward. And then the gravity field is then placed further ahead of the ship and then that ship is then pulled after that and so it's constantly placing like mass and gravity ahead of itself and being pulled further towards that mass. yeah so weird i don't know how you do that it's so cool like they, they just project a field in front of them yeah it's awesome it's wild it, it's such a cool cool thing that yeah. I, it never that's never even entered my mind hmm. to just be pulled by gravity yeah hmm. Like, the bouncing on, on it makes sense. And yeah. latching onto things like what we'll talk about with Tyranids, that yeah. makes sense, too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. this, like, creation of an artificial gravity field in front yeah. of you is really cool. Mm. Yeah. Low impact. Yeah. That's and green. Then, you see, the, green. Ta- the Tau would be second. They're the second most likely to care about that. <laughs> that makes sense to me. Because it's, you know, all that greater good <laughs> ecology crowns. The problem with this drive is, is it's extremely slow compared to any anything else yeah. out there. Yeah. And it's, it's, a, not, it's not actually extremely slow. It's just slow compared to warp travel yeah. or inertialist drives yeah. or the webway. Yeah. So, Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they probably can only generate so much energy to create so much of a gravity field so they can only go so fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they got a way around it. The ZR, ZFR Horizon Accelerator. It just rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Just imagine um, saying that in Tao, Tao speak. Oh my There's a God. bunch of fucking apostrophes just thrown in there randomly. So, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 That's how you pronounce it in Tao. I looked it up. I think you're, I think you're possessed. <laughs> what was it? I missed it. No, it's, it's a one-time deal. I can't say it ever again. If you were listening, that's your fault. Yeah, well, you can replay it if you want. Just go over that go over, that over and over again. I'll put you to sleep at night. Uh, so this was originally an alien races warp engine, which the tower able to replicate for their own ships. Yeah, so they found like a warp drive because this is a warp drive. Yeah. And they 
capable of like entering the warp and going mm. like warp speed. Yeah. But uh, so they found it, reverse engineered it, and then wait, multiplied. did they say what alien race they took this from? They don't. Mm. Yeah, probably like the Apoctrune type race, one of those maybe. races that met an maybe unfortunate that was end. Why they? <laughs> why, why, why they uh, ended it, up killing the Apoctrunes? <laughs> the uh, the thing is, like you know, it's a race that's psychic capable. Yeah, because if you aren't psychic capable, warp drives just don't work for you. Hmm. I don't know about that. What? The warp drive is literally technology that rips a hole into warp. You not, don't, not according to the ZFR Horizon Accelerator and why it never fully worked for the Tau. That's just because Tau suck. It could be that, or it could be why Games Workshop says it doesn't work. <laughs> um, so they found this drive. Um, they initially tried to activate this drive on their ships, um, but it was disastrous because the Tau could not produce any Psyker to create a link to the drive. So what they say is that there was no Tau capable of activating the drive and that it does require, like, psychic yeah. energy. And the thing is, this alien race might have made it that way, hmm. but, like, Imperial warp drives, they don't need a Psyker to use it. Yeah, you yeah. could easily say that it's just specific to whatever race they exactly. got. Exactly, yeah. and I think that's definitely what the case is. Hmm. Um, that could that makes sense to me. Yeah, because you you're literally just opening a rip in real space somehow. Yeah, I guess it would space. depend on how that drive functions. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that but that like would there's be- a switch internally that only a psyker can flick that switch. Yeah, and the tau could. All that would mean is that the Tau just have to take like an Imperial warp drive and now they have warp capability. Yeah, I, I think what happened is this kind of just scared them away from warp technology no, but in general. Because they still use it. But like they only do partial things. They have tons they of... They do as much as they can. They, they have tons of Xenos races that have warp travel capabilities and they do not use it. They, they do not like the warp. I don't like... I don't think that's like a good enough reason. Like I don't... I can't see that being the reason because they do use this and this does enter the war. Well, then why wouldn't they just use some of the humans that they have exactly. in their they country have, to, as psychers? Yeah, like they actively do not want to use warp travel and I they want to no, use it very limited. That's hey, not it. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. Because Where does it say that the tower is scared of the warp? They anywhere. just say they, just they, they don't, don't under, have the technology. They don't understand it. They can't relate to it. They do not like the war. Okay. We have evidence of Tau oh finding a drive. Go. Here we go, everyone. Lock <laughs> no. yourself in. We're going in. We have evidence of Tau finding a drive, reverse engineering yeah. it, and recreating it. Yeah. And then it just, they were miss, They were the missing particle in it. They couldn't do it. Yeah. Right? Hmm. But nowhere in there does it say, like, oh, like, we got so nervous that we're just not trying Not in that sentence, but when you know, like, the rest of the Tau lore, they don't like warp technology. Where? Why don't, but why wouldn't they just use humans? Because they have humans in their country. Or Nikasar, or or any of the other. the Tau, do, they don't have a warp presence? Is that how it works? They have a minimal one. And it's so minimal, though, that Chaos also leaves them alone. If anything, warp travel is safe for them. But maybe it has something to do with. What, what? What happens if you don't have a presence and you go into the warp? Maybe it doesn't. Nothing, ex- it, nothing happens. No, the Tau can go into the warp. Oh, they can. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's like the the warp. The hole just has to be ripped open. Oh, them. I see. Yeah. Hmm. So if human craft are capable of creating, and if anyone can just press a button and create this hole in the warp, um, then it's see that does not seem to me that it's like viable because there's no way Tau wouldn't have done that. 
They're afraid of the warp man. I, I don't know regard. I don't understand why. Like, why wouldn't if they have humans potentially, and then potentially human psychers? They do. Why don't they use them? to run these machines. That's then. a good question. Because they're afraid of the war. No, because I, the, am the, the you, the I am telling you, Eric. I am telling Eric. I am telling you. They Lord, do not up. like the war. The tower to fuck. The tower don't like anyone Sometimes else. Sometimes we get into these conversations where I know I'm right <laughs> and I know you're wrong. Please show me. Please. No, Anyways. we're in the middle of a podcast. Yeah, go I'll find it. The reason, like, one of the reasons they don't it. use anything is because they have their very specific cast system. Right? Sure. And everyone has a place and everyone has a thing. You don't see like armies of humans fighting within Tau. They function separately. And the Tau okay. even consistently use auxiliaries as like a bait. Like they don't bait Tau. They use Yes, other- they do! They have a whole fucking strategy on using <laughs> Yeah. Fucking Tau they to use, bait. They use their auxiliaries. This is what happens oh when we talk God. about Tau. No, this is what happens when <laughs> Eric doesn't know about the Tau. The and town. then, then he, he's talking to a guy who loves the Tau more than anything in the so, world. When you, Life gone. Give me some Tau. When you, when you look at the two oh strategies God. that they have for war, and they talk about the bait one, they say they will use they will use sure, auxiliary but I, before, they also, before they use anything else. But if, that doesn't mean that they, they don't have use to, Tau. If they're like, man, the best way to do this is to use our bait strategy, and we don't have any auxiliaries to give up, we will sacrifice ourselves. Of I'm just, course. I'm just, I'm just I curious. I never say that. I'm just curious why they wouldn't pull in. Okay, we need to travel faster. I don't think faster. they trust anyone other than themselves. And I think that's the main problem. Like, okay, well. They, they don't allow other, like, they allow other things to, like, help them in their manufacturing right, as well. I'm okay with either one of those answers. I will choose the middle room. fear <laughs> of the warp doesn't, like, I've not read I would be anywhere. afraid of the warp. But they still use it, right? So in this ZFR Horizon Accelerator, like, they can't enter the warp fully because they can't create some kind of link with each other, but they still enter the warp with this thing. And uh, when Mark and I were talking about this episode earlier, it functions like putting a ball, like, full of air underwater and then letting go of that ball, and it just shoots out, right? Because, like, the air and the ball wants to get out of the water, so it, like, accelerates itself. And that's how this one works. It like dips into the warp and then the warp wants to reject it because it's not creating a strong enough link or something because we don't know exactly how that works. And then it rejects the ship and shoots the ship back out and mm-hmm. then the ship dives into the warp again and the, the warp rejects it, shoots it out. And that's like the idea of like a Tau skipping stone. So it like dips into the warp, comes out, dips in, comes out, dips in, comes out. Mm-hmm. And so they, interesting. they aren't scared of going into the warp. That's they a literally super, do it. It's a super cool, interesting way of travel like i like it's cool it's an interesting what's cool is that they found a way to make it work could could it maybe be why they don't want to fully go in is because they don't have like a geller field or yeah and they don't have psychers to protect them okay well it don't understand maybe that's why they like to bounce maybe well no because they can't they've tried and this is as much as they were able to do with this engine Hmm. so i think having that not not having that protection is a big deal but if you get a human, an imperial ship with a warp drive, it's also going to have a Geller field. And if both of these things, as Mark said, are just technology that anyone can activate, mm. how on earth could the town not replicate that as well? Because bad games workshop writing. <laughs> no, because I, I'm surprised. In everything I've read, you needed a psychic ability to create a warp drive. Eldar. No. Eldar have to create warp rifts in order to... Well, not warp rifts, but they need psychic people capable of opening and closing webway portals. 
Can can Necron enter the warp? No, they have no way to do it. So maybe it and they have no way to stop. The so warp maybe either. that makes more sense then that you do need to be a psyker because that's what I had the Necron thought. the Necron have all the technology basically, and if they can't get in, yeah, and they can't even that, recreate these dolmen gates, which are capable right. of burrowing into the webway, which so is even the warp. It does make sense to me that you would and, need and, some sort of psychic know, capability. Uh, think, well, no, the way you're explaining it though, and the way that like why can't Necron do it? Well, they're just pure machines, and they have no psychic mm. but even, capabilities. Even Tau, like, and it w- and Satan have some sort of alternative psychic abilities. So maybe, but like, it's still not psychic. It's sure, still but but like, in- it would make more sense why only a Satan could like do these dolmen things, maybe, mm. or like know about them I, or figure it out. I so like, that makes more. It makes more sense what you're throwing out there. I right. I can see that like yeah. you need the psychic ability. I to like use the You the don't warp. though. You don't need a psychic ability to open a warp gate with a warp drive because that is what a warp drive does. Okay. Go what, read. What about this as a theory? What what? <laughs> okay, so the Tau don't have a psychic presence. And it's extremely minimal. Right. They have souls and they yeah. do exist within the warp, but they're so small no one picks up on right. them. Right. But I you you, you could soul. probably assume that since they don't have a strong presence in the warp that they don't really understand it and they probably can't really comprehend it that well. For and sure, 100%. Being the being the leaders of the greater good, maybe they just want to avoid what they don't understand. That's a weird thing to me because yes and no. Like they truly tried to enter the warp, and they yeah. to disastrous. Like they said, they kept dying as they were trying to do, it, and this was as good as they could possibly get. I think if they were able to do it, maybe they, they have would some have sort done of. It. They have some because they have these tiny souls. They just can't exist in the warp too. They can, yeah, they definitely not can. for a long time or something. Maybe. Hmm. So if you put uh, Tau on an Imperial ship, though, they'll be fine. They'll be fine for all eternity. But there's also Galafields. Well, yeah, mm. but it's mm. a yeah. Okay, I, for, the, the for, solution is I don't know what's going on here. No, no, I don't know what's I'm happening. People are There's yelling. yelling. <laughs> I'm no scared. one's yelling. Mommy and daddy are yelling, and it's scary. Ah, uh, that's fun. That's a good time. Um, sometimes I get all worked up when I'm talking to the fans, so I'm fucking yelling at these random people I've never met. <laughs> I think I think Tao brings out the worst in in you guys as well. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a lot. We of, just have uh, really different views on that. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> and on the greater good as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. That one is also pretty open to interpretation. Oh, my God. Just imagine if I was playing the Tower RPG and not just GMing it. <laughs> oh, that would have been. Okay. Uh, so you pretty much told how the, that drive worked? Yeah, I did. Okay, perfect. Uh, next one. Let's read about Tyranids. Because we reached a consensus. Did we? <laughs> oh, yeah, we did. Oh. I reached my yeah. own. You reached your own. <laughs> we have we have consensuses. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Well, just before we step into the tier nudes, if you uh, can find something for us that we've missed uh, about Tau and stuff, it's always cool to find people that, like, agree or disagree and why they think, because a lot of times people just, like, bring in another point and yeah. another point. So or they read cool. some random book somewhere yeah, exactly. that we haven't read. Or some weird, like, Reddit posts that explain yeah. everything. I'm not on Reddit, so I don't give a shit about it, but... I'll read it if you bring it up to me. <laughs> Anyways, um, but let us know if Reddit. you have. I am too good for Reddit. Let <laughs> us know if you have anything else on Tau um, space and warp drives and stuff. <laughs> now we just gotta get flooded with like, oh, they can't do it. 
they they can't even they're a minor minor spacefaring race they can't even traverse the galaxy they only have seven planets <laughs> that's true they that only have stuff, seven so planets it's gonna be good uh let's talk about tyranids tyranids uh we did do an entire episode on high fleets yeah which but kind of like a little area section of it we talked about space flight so if you want like a, a more complete thing about high fleets in total go yeah. listen to the episode 28 because yeah. what's unique about tyranids is all tyranids are actually living organiza- or organisms organizations they are also organizations. <laughs> where like you know the eldar have like this like the webway where it's like and it's that's not it's not an eldar right so yeah um, so, listen to episode 28. Uh, yes. But what's important is the Tyranids have an organism that can fly around in space, and it's called a narv- narval. A narval. Narval. <laughs> it's the uh, Scandinavian way of pronouncing narwhal. It's <laughs> oh. a narval. A narval. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, this organism is capable of locking onto the gravity of a planet from immense distances. Like, across the galaxy distances. Yeah. So, like, these can sense gravity from immeasurable yeah. things. Like, it should be impossible, but yeah. they can. Hmm. And uh, then they are somehow able to create a, co- a corridor of compressed space for the entire fleet to travel through. Like a slip th- slipstream yeah it's kind of odd like they latch on to like this gravity signal from a planet which is so far away and then like they're latching on and the planet's gravity meet and they just create like this tunnel yeah that like the whole tyranid fleet goes through science is fun that's crazy yeah it's pretty wild it's it's biology at this point yeah it's just a matter of biology guys (laughs) anyone can do it (laughs) Uh, and when they enter the system, so they go they go into the slipstream. But when they enter the slip, oh, the which system, all the fleet enters, yeah, like the whole massive fleet does. Ships, everything. The slipstream ends, and the fleet now has to use conventional fuel for interstellar, intersystem travel. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So what it is is, um, the narval is like so sensitive mm. in its ability is that it gets too close to the planet and then like something happens to it and it can't create the slipstream anymore. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. so it's kind of like uh, I don't know really how to describe it, but mm-hmm. yeah, like it could be that the planet it's too much interference. Like, yeah, that's what it like, says. Or just it feels it too strongly. It's like looking oh, at that, a really yeah. bright light. That's yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. interference, bright lights. That makes sense because like now you're close to a bunch of other planets. The and sun, the sun. Even. Yeah, could yeah. be like multiple suns close to it. Yeah. So there's just too much around it. Um, but sometimes like they'll get close enough for the next bit to only take a couple of years, but also sometimes it could take decades. Yeah. If so, it was an abnormally large planet. You yeah, know, and the there's like the, too much interference yeah. around it. Like oh, they okay. might have to exit the slipstream decades before they re- yeah. actually reach the planet. Yeah. Oh, interesting. But what's wild is, so it locks onto this planet and uh, it literally wrecks the planet that it's locked onto because it like pulls its gravity. So then like the planet that's locked onto starts getting like volcanoes and like mm. earthquakes and stuff. Cause Tidal it's, waves everywhere. Yeah, because it's literally like pulling its gravity somehow. That's and, crazy. Yeah. So <laughs> the, they'll get a period. The planet will get a period of like this crazy shift in like their planet geography seismic activity yeah there you go seismic and, and then then it'll all end all of a sudden because the narwhal will get into a system and they'll be like oh we're fine we made it and then 10 years will go by and then a whole tyranid fleet <laughs> shows up fleet. So just fine. as you rebuilt everything well what mark was saying was really funny he's like 
uh, when the planet is going undergoing its massive seismic activity and everything is getting thrown away, that's when the gene stealer cult rises into power. Probably, and yeah. And they oh. use the interesting the chaos of everything that's happening to like oh seize power from yeah, the planet. And, and they probably like chalk it up to like the forearm god is angry at us. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh my. And then yeah, you know they um, get put in power, and then all of a sudden the all, all the activity stops. stops. Right. Exactly. Welcome Solidified. to another episode of Tyranids are OP. <laughs> <laughs> it was wild. just so cool. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, but this mode of travel, the narval, is it's. It seems sort of slow compared to some of the other. Yes, it is more slow than every other one, except maybe for maybe Tau. Maybe Tau. Yeah. Uh, right. yeah, it doesn't really describe uh, how fast it is compared to like light. Yeah, but you know though that uh, that's almost more terrifying to see this just thing slowly sort of approaching. You know, <laughs> you can you got there's nothing you can do, and you can't stop it. it. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you could exterminatus your own planet. Might as well. Might, uh, <laughs> at least stop the <laughs> from, getting from feeding. Anything. Yeah, yeah. That's terrifying. Though. Well, that strategy has been employed before. It has. <laughs> you know what's? Yeah, to that's hundreds of human planets. It's kind of crazy because like it would be pretty common knowledge now in 40k that if your planet has like a bunch of seismic activity out of nowhere, mm-hmm. you're locked onto by a Tyranid high fleet. Like that planet is probably aware depending on its level of technology, sure. that they've been locked onto, and now they have X amount of time before Yeah, like a planet invaded. in the Ultima segmentum, they know. Oh, they, they know. know like, oh, shit, here we go, yeah. boys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're just waiting, and it could be a decade of waiting, knowing yeah. at some point... The high fleet's going to appear. Yeah. yeah, wild. Yeah, that is wild. I did not like that thought. Um, but once they are, they've exited the slipstream, they still have to get to the planet itself. And they use gas fuel. Yeah. How do they use this gas fuel? I'm glad you asked. They poop it out. Mm-hmm. Little, little toots behind them. Yeah. Um, it, it's rumored that they, yeah, actually, like, you know, their digestive tract or whatever, they use that gas and, like, expel it to create thrust. But it's also rumored that they uh, will literally light that on fire to create propulsion. Mm. Blue Angel Use every propulsion. part of the animal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's pretty wild. Pretty crazy. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. A bunch of little gas leaks on the thing. Just boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just little clouds. It, space would stink around that. <laughs> can you smell in space? Is that a concern most people have? I think you can for like a second. And then and you then, die. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that's it. That's all you got. Yeah, that's, that's Tyranids. Um... Yeah, like that's such a crazy, unique way, like, to travel. Ugh. The slipstream, it's so weird. Yeah. yeah. So it's almost like they, like, because they came from extra galactic, right? They 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 did not come from within our galaxy. Mm-hmm. So like they locked on. They must have locked on to something in our galaxy, and then used this slipstream to travel from one galaxy to another. Wow, that's is, crazy. That's quite a bit of a distance. <laughs> Yeah. It's very alien, too. Very yeah. alien. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's talk about some orcs. Orc, orc, orc. So, orcs use uh, warp drives for their primary function, and they function very similar to the Imperial warp drive. Uh, and this is where Weird Boy will rip open a hole into the warp. I know what you're th- saying, Eric, but these are <laughs> our written notes that you changed two minutes ago. Ah, uh, shit, he got me. <laughs> and it also says it's very similar, but not the same. Nowhere can I read that the Imperium uses a Psyker to rip open... They, they, <laughs> they use a warp drive that does it. Anywho, 
Um, I'm, I'm not okay. Hold on, hold on. Oh boy. I'm not saying this. Swing back. I'm not saying a psyker rips open the hole. I'm saying, in order to like affect the warp, you need a psyker to do that. And so a psyker might have to be the one that puts their hand on the warp and pours psychic energy into it. And the warp drive could be the one creating a stable rift. But the psyker is the one who's providing the power. Nowhere and does it say that. I know, that. but no, it, it does not make any sense to me. Where like. These functions because very similarly to a warp drive, where a warp a weird boy is needed to rip a hole. Very similarly, but not the same. So what's the similarity? That they them? rip a hole into the warp. That's not similar at all. When That's one, very one, similar. one flicks a switch and one needs a weird boy. <laughs> oh my a stick and a gun are very similar because both of them can cause damage. They, very similar. They're very similar. You're fucked. They both rip a hole into the warp. <laughs> That's how they're similar because they both literally do the exact same thing. Yeah. How they do it? I could throw a stick, or I could kick a stick. Either way, it's <laughs> fucking going somewhere. metaphors. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm making it and guns and kicking and whacking I'm sticks. So, oh my god! An orc warp drive requires a weird boy to open a hole in the warp. Yeah, and then the void ship will enter it. These weird boys will then uh, lock onto wog energy of the like largest wog they can find, and uh, they'll use it as like a beacon. Kind of like the Astronomicon that we'll get into later. Hmm. Uh, and yeah, they'll just lock onto that because they know that's where the most largest presence of orcs is and that's where the biggest fight's going to be. Um, or, you know, they'll just follow their heart and uh, just go wherever they want, do weird boy things however they want to do it. The interesting thing about um, orcs is that they do not have protection from chaos. Yeah, we, we mentioned the Geller field before. But, yeah, the orcs don't have it. So while they're in the warp for potentially, you know, months and months, they're getting invaded by demons, and they're just loving it. <laughs> Having a grand say, old yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a talking good fight. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah. So that they, they use warp drives. Um, what they also are known for, orcs are known for looting. So literally they'll use any type of anything that they can get their hands on, you know, like... Sometimes they might have an Eldar craft world, and they'll use that. Sometimes they might use... An entire craft world with the orcs on it. Yeah, they'll use Tau They'll use anything they want. You know, if if they got a hold of a Dolmen Gate, you better believe they're going to be using that. Like, anything that they can get their stinky little green hands on. The the best thought is, though, one of them mounts a narval, you know, like lassoes it, (laughs) riding in space on top of this narval. I imagine he's dead, just like frozen in space, <laughs> dead riding the narwhal. He still had the, yeah, he's still having a good time. Though. Yeah, he's, oh, he's dead. But uh, yeah, um, another thing that is pretty common for orcs to use are space hulks, mm. and uh, they're basically these like giant floating wreckage of space debris, spaceships, and whatever that like a warp drive is malfunctioning on it, so it like jumps into warp randomly, and then fuses to like other machines and other things and then it exits the warp so orcs will hop onto these like giant like huge continent sized like wrecked spaceship planet things and fight on them and then they'll jump into the warp and then you know they'll fight demons and they'll pop out of the warp randomly or they'll get to a planet they'll invade the planet and they yeah it's a uber system i guess for 40k (laughs) Ubers. Ubers when they take you where you might not want to go. Well, if you're drunk. It's like if you're drunk and you're trying to take an Uber and every time you and get out... And the Uber out, driver's drunk too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're getting into fist fights on the way. There's a stick there, I'm sure. 
but something else that orcs use are like we have coined NTFL or NFTL. Not faster than light. Yeah. So they'll also use like rockets, right? And big. Oh, well, I guess let's talk about other things first. Asteroids and rocks. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> orcs will literally land on like an asteroid that's flying across a space. You know. And they'll just go they'll and just wait. go with that just asteroid. Ride it. Just <laughs> ride it. <laughs> Fucking moon orc things, I guess. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and uh, they'll even like build little engines onto the back of it so that they mm. can then direct it towards a planet. And then they'll just fucking shoot it at a planet while still riding it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, and then now they hit the planet. Ball. <laughs> and now we can start fighting on a planet. Yeah. <laughs> so, so wild. Oh. Yeah, that's awesome though. That's really cool. Yeah, orcs are good. Like, <laughs> such a crazy way to do things because they don't care where they're going, just as long as they get somewhere eventually. <laughs> it's true. All they want to do is fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but they also have jet fuel, so they very much use like uh, combustion engines to kind of get around. Like you yeah, know, you see it on their copters and their yeah. bikes mm-hmm. and their exactly. trucks and stuff. So. Yeah, but hey, there's nothing wrong with them putting a friggin' warp drive on that truck and making it work. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> that, that warp truck is fast. The, their fastest land speed is definitely yeah. Uh, some orc strapped a warp drive onto to them. himself. <laughs> yeah, to himself. he strapped an inertialess drive. To oh, yeah, <laughs> someone just punched him. <laughs> Absolutely, classic orc. So now we talk about the the Imperium. And this is where a lot of the terms have been thrown around, like Astronomicon, Gullerfield, and stuff are going to make sense. So the Imperium's primary uh, system-to-system travel is the warp drive. And uh, this is a device that rips a hole between reality and the warp. Uh, The ship will then fly into the warp using conventional fuel, and then... uh, it'll ride the currents of the warp because the warp is just energy right flowing around so it has it has currents going I'm waiting which way, for it. and there we go and the warp and so it will literally like navigate these currents and every now and again it'll use like its conventional fuel to like oh there's a better stream of energy over that way so they'll use their their conventional uh, fuel to like launch over to that one and then they'll ride that current for a while and then when they get to the destination they'll use their warp drive again to rip open a hole between the warp in real space and they'll fly out. Hmm. Um, all the while, if they look out the window when they're in the warp, they just see fucking demons like clawing at the, the outside of their ship and stuff. The Geller Field, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. So there, there are two types of jumps that a warp drive will make with the Imperium. Uh, the first one is calculated jumps. Calculated jumps are small jumps more, no more than five light years from where they used to be, which is pretty small. That's like, extremely small. Yeah. Uh, you, like, to get to the nearest system, we've said it before, what is it, like 14 light years? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I forget exactly. Hmm. There's numbers in my head that aren't real, so. Um, well, it depends on where you are, too, right? Like, because Earth is fairly far out in our galaxy, but if you were further in, it, it gets denser. T- denser. So yeah. maybe if there's like, yeah. they're only going but a system But five years is just relatively very small. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. I'm just saying like, that might get you to another system if you were further towards yeah, the core. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so this relies on using like a lot of computers to like use previous um, warp uh, data of where currents are and stuff. It, it's, it's very much unreliable long distances which, which is why they can only make the fire yeah because 
the warp is constantly shifting so you have to like have these calculations like we know this little part is stable but like as soon as you get into that warp stream it could change and throw you off track so the longer you're in the warp the more likely it is that the warp stream is going to change so you know they're they're outside of the warp and they're just calculating oh we found this current quickly jump and then they jump into it and they take that that real quick jump yeah and then they leave mm-hmm. um oh that's right that's right <laughs> Um, yeah, so the other thing they have are piloted jumps, which can go up to 5,000 light years, which is a lot. You're in for the long haul at yeah. that point. And this is done by reading and steering the ship across the currents of the warp. So this one, they're like actively navigating the warp, trying to choose those different faster slide streams. Those waves. Is yeah. that, that's using a psyker to do that? Yes. Yeah. Um, a psyker a very called specific psyker. the navigator, and it's a mutant psyker that has uh, a third eye that allows him to see the currents of the warp as well as see the Astronomicon, mm. which is like the Emperor's lighthouse. He sends yeah. like a beacon into the warp of light. So it allows you to gain like where you are in the yeah, warp. Yeah, like the, the currents might constantly be changing and shifting, mm. but yeah. the Astronomicon is always in the same place. Right, exactly. Right. So you can kind of... It's like a compass. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You can yeah. kind of judge where you need to go depending on where that light is. And these navigators are the only ones that can see it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Other psychers cannot. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Which is crazy. Yeah. It's like can, it's tuned to them. Yeah. Can other psychers, or not, can other psychic races see the Astronomicon beacon? Only humans. Um, it's I a thought, specific I thought, gene. I thought we oh. talked about Tyranids yeah. can That's, see the Emperor. Uh, yeah. It's one of those things where it's rumored that they think that's why they that's came to the That's what drew them in. Hmm. Yeah. But uh, it's one of those rumors where it might as well be confirmed but it's not technically confirmed. But, like, I'm pretty sure other races could probably see it. Like, you think the Eldar wouldn't be able to see that think, giant lighthouse? Well, the thing, the reason I don't think so is because there's a specific gene within humanity yeah. that allows them to do it. So unless the Eldar yeah. shared that gene... Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Fair enough. Like, like he is he's engineering warp magic at this point. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's the one who's said to have placed this gene... Yeah within humanity's yeah. race so sure. long ago. Yeah. That uh, makes sense then that he wouldn't want anybody else using it. No, maybe, of course. So. Yeah, it's like his specific thing. Yeah, hmm. I guess. Okay. Yeah, it's like tied into a specific but frequency or whatever. Sanguinius sure. can see it. Sure. At the, at the council... No, not Sanguinius. Um, Magnus. At the Council of Nikea. Yeah. He talked about how it was a shining beacon hmm. of hmm. hope and light. So sure. I know he can see it. Yeah, you, oh, it might just be you have to be like a super powerful psyker maybe even. Or you have that specific um, gene. Yeah. But uh, our next episode that we're doing after this one is going to be on the the navigators. Because they have like whole houses and like ancient t- traditions that like... Oh. Like they're a highly respected thing in the Imperium. Because without the navigators, the entire Imperium would crumble. Yeah. Because yeah. then you could only jump five light years at a time and not even safely. Yeah. And so, yeah, it just completely cripples your ability. Yeah. To so move. they're pretty cool. Like they have whole houses and yeah, we'll get Do into they have that. models? Um, I think there's been like maybe one or two. Oh. Like custom okay. models. I don't think they've ever been on tabletop. Uh, no, yeah. I don't think but, so. But uh, I, I think it there wouldn't make been. sense for them to typically be so, no. right? Because but, they're. They're on ships usually, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm sure there has been some models where it's like just a diorama type thing or whatever. I'm sure someone's created them. But this might be a bad they, question. They have but the third eye. Could a could you ever have a space marine navigator? Um, like I don't see why not. The yeah. problem would be why would you do it? What's why more would valuable? You? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
and like, like the navigator can only ever be a navigator, right. but anyone can be a space marine. Yeah, so it's a waste Whoa. of a gene, gene seed. <laughs> anyone can no, not anyone not can a waste try. Of gene seed. It's a waste of a navigator. That's the key word. It's, it's, it's a waste of a navigator because they're pre- rare. Yeah, and navigators can only well. Should save it for our navigator. Yeah. Episode. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. It's gonna be a good episode because uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. They're essential for the Imperium to function. Yeah. Huh. Um, yeah. So that's kind of their two types of jumps. Um, but as we said, like the warp is not a safe place. It is terrifying, and there are dangers to warp travel. Uh, the warp is infested by like supernatural beings and like demons, of course. Energy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah even just like, yeah, energy lashes out at your ship. Like a very strong current like shoots towards your ship, and it could rip it apart. Yeah. It's not even like malicious at that point. It could. Yeah. Um, so many races have created uh, a psychic barrier that actually repels them, and humanity's version of it is called a Geller field. And so this is another just piece of technology. Yeah, and basically what it does is it creates a bubble of real space around the ship so that it can kind of just, like, hmm. you know... It's like you take that real space that, like, you activate your Geller field, you put this bubble around yourself, and then you go through the warp, yeah. and you exit another area, and now that area, you remove that color field, now that space that you took with you now exists in that other area. Oh. Yeah. Let's use a water metaphor. Ready for this? <laughs> yes. It's another ball metaphor. Ball water metaphor. All right. So you got like a... Uh, beach ball right that's the geller field inside that beach ball you got something and it's kept safe and you throw it on the ocean but that ball or that uh thing inside the beach ball never gets wet because it never touches never touches the warp never touches the water <laughs> how'd i do that's okay it's all right not my best warp analogy but, but it's kind of cool to think like you're technically moving space yeah, yeah that is interesting yeah 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 that's cool yeah um yeah, but occasionally, technology fails. And machines are fickle. That's what machines I've heard. Machines are fucking fickle. That's right. <laughs> and entire souls are devoured uh, if this uh, galley field fails. Makes sense. Hmm. No big deal. No. It'll happen. Entire souls or entire ships? Both. There you go. <laughs> well, where do you think all these space hulks come from? Yeah. There's got to be ships left over to fuse with asteroids and other ships for orcs to fly on. <laughs> so. Oh, my God. Yeah. Definitely the souls are gone. 100%. <laughs> Those don't last long in the warp. The, the other crazy thing about the warp is time in the warp and time in real space function differently. So when you're doing warp travel, um, you could make the same route multiple times and it could take you different amounts of time. Um, hmm. Yeah, because they, they function yeah, differently. I don't remember reading any way around that either. There, there is one way, which we'll get into later. Okay, but, but if they're bringing real space in with them, is that... Is time changing in that real space they're in? So no, yes, yeah. So how does that the, work? Because they if they're bringing real space, normal time, but when they leave again, like because now they've created essentially a different pocket of time, but then the galaxy outside is still progressing at a different time. Okay, so the time inside the Geller field is not tied to the rest yeah. of the universe. Yeah, exactly. it's like mm. so. There's currents yeah. in the warp, and imagine like if the currents are going in the direction you're traveling. Like it's speeding your ship along, right? Okay. But if the currents are going like going against you, it's like it's gonna take longer to go. True. I don't know. It's time is a weird one when you're thinking about the warp. Hmm. But yeah. there's there's not any like. Um, the warp is like a river. 
That that's another analogy I got for later. Water. <laughs> it's all water based. The warp is like rain. <laughs> well, it could. Demons invading a planet. Falling down like raindrops. Yeah. There you go. Little pieces of warp. <laughs> Little warp guys. Uh, so that's kind of how the Imperium does it. There's a lot of like uh, little details that we're going to cover further when we talk about navigators and stuff because their sole purpose is yeah. just to make mm. warp travel possible. Um, so next episode. So now we'll talk about chaos and how chaos travels. Oh, they didn't talk about conventional fuel. Oh, com- yeah, they have conventional fuel. So they got rocket boosters and um, their primary source of fuel is called Prometheum, which is just gasoline. <gasps> How dare you? Sacred. (laughs) Sacred gasoline (laughs) for their combustion engines. So Chaos, uh, they function much as the same way as the Imperium with warp drive and Promethium-fueled engines, except warp travel for them is a lot safer because they're usually blessed by, like, one of the Chaos gods. Yeah. So so they've given the protection, like, we're not going to invade you with demons while you're traveling through the warp. Right, because we want you to go into real space and tear shit up. Yeah. So they don't use Geller fields. They, they still do, because not all gods are yeah. benevolent. Yeah. And like, there's, uh, yeah, I guess there's still, like, just the there's still energy right. of the warp. Exactly. Yeah. Material. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, a lot of the reasons why Geller fields fail is because they get overloaded. Think, like, force fields. If you mm. shoot it with enough energy, it overloads. So it's just that much In more. reality? In any. In ours? Sure, yeah. <laughs> we just haven't reached that time yet. <laughs> it, it, it exists. Oh, yeah. Just not de- right now. Or not on Earth. Sure. You think we're the only sentient, sentient things out there, Eric? No, that's preposterous. You are preposterous. Wait. <laughs> I'm the preposterous one! <laughs> um, yeah, so... The other thing that helps Chaos a lot, too, is they're actually able to read and understand the currents of the warp better. And lots mm. of times they won't even need navigators because they can just kind of, they know. Oh, but they do have navigators. Some, sometimes they oh. do. Another thing is that, like, because they're, like, blessed with Chaos God, that God can, like, affect the warp mm-hmm. and, like, speed them on their way and, like, make the warp calm for them or, like, push them along. So yeah. they get a lot of extra help that humanity does not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it pretty much functions the same way. They open up warp rifts and stuff. But um, the other thing that they use a lot too are called warp rifts, and those are just like um, it's like teleporters, tunnels. Sure, yeah, like like think the Eye of Terror, Terror, the Maelstrom. Like these are warp rifts where if you go inside, now you're in the warp, and you can then traverse the warp and come out another warp rift. Yeah. So yeah. Huh. It, you're still it, in the warp. That's it, the bad thing. Yeah, you yeah. basically remove the warp drive where it tears open a hole in the warp. It's a it's a stable oh, hole I in see. the warp okay, that, that you can just go sense. into. But since it's a stable one, you can kind of map out maybe better where it's going to end up, or mm. you can kind of map out the currents a little better. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of all the major races um, and how they, they kind of individually go about traveling and making their way across the galaxy. The real question is how do those hand people... Do their oh, <laughs> they might not. How do they get across the galaxy? They are pretty psychic, aren't they? That's oh, what yeah, I want to know. So maybe they just hop in the warp. <laughs> so Don't mind me. Surfboard across the yeah. just Earth. like finger surf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they create like a board, a surfboard out of psychic energy, mm-hmm. and they ride it all the way like fingerboard. Naturally, <laughs> sounds good. That to makes me. sense. <laughs> Logic flawless. <laughs> there, there are additional ways to travel the galaxy, though that most races will take advantage of if they have the opportunity to 
but they're usually rare or, you know. Like what? Um, warp gates. So a warp gate is like, uh, can be a physical thing or it can be just like an actual, like a warp rift, but it's entirely stable and it has, it's like a wormhole essentially just, it, it goes through the warp where it has mm. one opening and one exit and it just goes between the two spots. And mm. what's really unique about this is it's 100% stable. So if you go in, it will always take you the exact same amount of time and you won't get a, uh, invaded by demons so you can go through one of these it's protected from demons well they say it's completely safe wait are these something that were built some of them are but they're also just naturally occurring things oh really yeah and like some of them are the size of a human some of them are the size of like a spaceship oh um gates yeah they just open and close or are they like once they're there they're there they're 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 like wormholes like once they're there they're there they might eventually close Hmm. but yeah the the only downside to this is like they only go to one location so if you want to go to that location great but if not Hmm. like they're kind of useless right Hmm. um that's interesting are there any known ones like uh, there, there were two of them, but they had... I can't recall them. There was the Jericho Reach one. Yep, Jericho Maw. Jericho Maw. Uh, and it one. goes from Jericho Reach and the Ultima, Ultima Segmentum to the Segmentum Obscurus. Yeah. But that one, mm. it leads to a turbulent warp storm area. Mm. And then the other one, Warp Gate 492, um, was declared unusable to the Imperium. Um, I don't understand that. Warpgate 492, which would kind of imply that there's been a bunch before it. 491. It also could just be like an area. 490. Could just be like just an area, sure. Geography designation. Sure. Yeah. Interesting. But, yeah. They're, they're naturally occurring, but sometimes like there have been like actual devices built around it to either increase the size of it or to make it more stable or to like mm-hmm. keep it from collapsing. Because eventually they, they might collapse. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Any other thoughts on warp gates while you're on that, Eric? No. Uh, so also, there, there's a bunch of other things. Like you can pretty much think of any like science fiction travel, like mm. wormholes. If you find one, you might be able to go through it. Black holes, like you know, some galaxies use that to travel. Um, 40k, I'm sure there's yeah. probably been stories out there like that, but it's it's definitely the exception as opposed to like how it's normally done. Right. Yeah. yeah, the warp is like the main yeah. tool everyone tries to get access to. Yeah, for the Imperium, there was also the the method that the Emperor was working on, wasn't there? Well, he webways. wanted, yeah, he wanted to tap into the webway. Yeah, so, so he was creating a webway gate, or it was already there. Was it a new webway? No, no, the same one. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was an already existing webway yeah. gate. Oh, he was just trying to make it so everyone could go through it. Yeah. Well, yeah, trying to open it essentially, and then keep it stable, keep mm. it open. Is that still a possibility that could happen in the future? Or, um, it's a possibility. I think they should open it right now. <laughs> so, so during the Horus Heresy books, the Emperor does end up opening it yeah. and going through. And then Magnus the Red comes and does this whole fuckery where he actually ends up destroying the Webway Gate. But uh, there's a huge story about where a bunch of custodes are in the Webway when this happens. And when Magnus destroys it, he opens up the the webway to demons. So demons are flooding into the webway right where Terra is. So Terra's webway gate, if you open it again, demons are going to flood out. And they have been constantly assaulting Terra through that for like 10,000 years. 
and the custodies are just constantly battling them. I think that's just a fan theory, but is yeah, it? Pretty sure it is. I thought that was no, no, because like the whole thing is like the emperor has closed the gate. Hmm. I thought he, they were constantly trying to get through though, and they like would oh, they, slip through. Uh, no, they are constantly trying to get through, but I don't <clears> think they ever have, <clears> and <throat> that's why the emperor is so important. As well, another reason. There's many reasons. He's a good guy. Great guy. <laughs> got Emperor Trump. We got it. <laughs> but yeah, you definitely don't want to open it. Yeah. Even a new one? Not the one that he was working on, but a different one? I don't think he, like, anyone knows how to create them. Yeah. Mm. Like, there are examples of, like, humans in the webway. Yeah. Like, um, there's even some examples of, like, whole Space Marine chapters. Like, at one point, the Salamanders find a webway gate. And they go and lay siege to Cormora, like the Eldar's homeworld, or not homeworld, but their dark city. And they actually, yeah, go into there, lay siege on it, kill a bunch of stuff, and leave. <laughs> so, so humans can use the webway. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of actually finding gates that are open. Right. Yeah, and then it, because like the Eldar use it way more than us, they're going to protect it way more fervently yeah. than we are gonna throw anything at it yeah. like sure the salamander the entire chapter of salamanders like would go use that but if the eldar need to like all of them would work towards protecting this gate yeah right because it's yeah. so vital to them yeah, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. okay cool we would yeah. win humanity would win if like if, all if of humanity, humanity can't even eldar. fucking wipe out the town good luck to it, anything else <laughs> if if it became a thing where it was like hey look humanity if we all just work together uh-huh. Uh-huh. And we kill all the Eldar, then the webway will be ours. And if all the orcs would just band together, <laughs> they would conquer the universe. Yeah, and if uh, all the Tyranids would just band together, they they'd do. conquer the universe. Hydra doesn't count. <laughs> okay. It doesn't. Okay. <laughs> well, no, I'm not saying they would conquer the universe. I'm saying then they would have, they would have like unhindered access to the webway, other than the fact that there are holes in it and demons pouring through it every once in a while. Hmm. No big deal. Because it's not a perfect thing They just anymore. need to wake up the Emperor. That also could do it. Or kill him. Kill him and then he'll come back to life. Exactly. Yeah. That's Harry, what we should know. do. You never know. It's a roll the dice. 50-50. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. So that pretty much covers that. Like, yes, that's space travel. Those are all the major things. Hmm. Like, yeah, they, they just come up with so many different unique ways of doing it. Each one is really cool. Yeah. has its own unique flavor. And it matches the race, too, which is really yeah. cool. Usually, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like the Necrons just having this weird technology that just makes perfect sense to them. and they just <laughs> We can't even comprehend it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that makes perfect sense. Like, that works with them. Yeah, exactly. Orcs riding asteroids and the <laughs> Undoubtedly my favorite right there. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like this asteroid is just, like, passing by, and, like, two asteroids are passing by, and they all just have grapple hooks. <laughs> yeah, and they're, like, trying to whip it to the other one, and the other ones are trying to come on that one and fight them. And... <laughs> It's just, and then so it's funny because all the orcs on one leave to go to the second one, and the other ones all come to this one, and they're like, "Ah, shoot, we missed our chance to fight." I guess we'll just fight each other. Yeah, exactly. yeah, Good cool. Stuff. Classic orc. Yeah. Well, that uh, that's our episode, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, uh, Rio and James. You're welcome. Thank yeah. you for joining us. My pleasure on this adventure through space and, and time, time. <laughs> and the warp. Uh, that I I don't really like. We never game. went through the yeah. warp because none of us are psychers, so we don't have the ability to open a warp yeah. rift. You can't. Um, <laughs> I've been told. Maybe if you had a warp drive, but you don't. Yeah, I can't. I don't have the psychic ability to turn it on. Good. That's what I like to hear. It's best to keep it that way because if I found out all of a sudden you did have that psychic ability, I'd have to kill you. 
How? How would you go about killing him? With a stick. I'd kick him out. <laughs> kick or throw. It doesn't matter. You're dead. Either way. Oh, I'm going to give that stick to a peasant, and he's going to give it to another peasant. And then oh, that my peasant God. Peasant railgun. I'm going to create a peasant railgun. Oh, my God. Uh, anyways, thanks for joining us, guys. One more thing. Oh, okay. Uh, I've been hopping on Instagram Live a lot last couple nights, and I'm just painting, talking to people. So, uh, yeah, join me for painting. It's very motivating painting with other people. Um, it's very depressing painting alone in my garage. <laughs> there, there seems to always be playing like depressed music in the background. So it's nice not to be like that. That makes sense, though. Yeah. It really does. Even if my phone's dead, there's still music, depressed music coming out of it. I don't, I don't get it. In your own head, <laughs> maybe I don't know. All I'm saying is the music ends. When I I'm can on hear Instagram it, live. and then I can't. <laughs> but yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Hop on there, join me. Um, yeah, it's good. It is get, cool. Get some stuff painted. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll see you guys in two weeks, I think. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for listening. Sayonara. Bye bye. Au revoir. Bubble boy, bubble boy, bubble boy. <laughs> <laughs>